When I met Amber, I noticed a childlike, joyful sparkle in her eye, one which now makes complete sense once I learned her story. After having children, Amber rediscovered her passion for wellness, having herself been healed via natural modalities in her youth. Today, she's the founder of Salt House, a space where the whole family can commune in health while relaxing in a beautiful pink salt-filled room, a concept new to me, yet it's been around for thousands of years. During conversation, we discuss how, when looking for a creative outlet, she found her idea, or her idea found her, and it was as if striking a water pipe with a pick, it never stopped flowing. We also talk about the importance of believing and following signs and omens when they present themselves to us, and how we should all, parents and non-parents alike, include children in the wellness conversation and teach them how to create healthy rituals from a young age. This conversation inspired me to seek more creativity in my personal life. I believed I was doing enough, but in considering this an important part of my personal growth and self-care habits, I can definitely be more focused and make sure it's present in everything I do. Creativity doesn't only belong to artists or people in creative arenas. You can be creative in simply planning your day. How to enhance the experience of something as simple as, for example, taking a shower. Can you light a candle and make it romantic for yourself? Or could you buy the most beautiful brush for your skin to scrub with before or during your shower? For me, it's being more creative in how I spend time with friends and loved ones participating in new activities which do not involve drinking alcohol. Anybody want to go to a salt house with me? Anyways, how about you? Do you feel there is enough creativity in your life? What are some areas where you can play more? How can you add a more childlike quality to activities in your day? Think about it. Write them down, journal, sift through them, schedule them in your calendar, and simply have some fun. And if you haven't read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, I highly recommend this book. It inspired me. It opened the scope of how I thought creativity should be. And it has amazing insight and ideas on how to act when your ideas find you. Don't make nobody kill your dreams. Go for your dreams. Don't make nobody kill your dreams. Them can't kill your dreams. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Live Journal podcast. I'm Paula here today with Amber Berger. And Amber is the founder of Salt House. I'm trying to say it now with a Spanish accent. I'm very excited to be talking to Amber today because we met through Instagram and then we met in person. And we've clicked ever since. And I just want everyone to know what your mission is with such a special place. I mean, Salt House seems such a unique and different space to be in. And it took me a minute to understand what it was. So please tell us about yourself and your beautiful space. Thank you. Yes. So Salt House is a social wellness concept based in halotherapy, which is also called salt therapy. And most people don't know what that is. I'll explain in a moment. And our mission is to get people of all ages to engage in wellness together. And I think, you know, wellness is such a big 
thing that's happening right now, which is great that people are trying to better themselves with self-care practices. And a hole that we saw in the market is that a lot of it was just catered to adults, whether if it's infrared or cryo, you know, sound baths, even just getting your nails done or your hair, everything is really catering to adults. But, you know, the children also need to, you know, engage in wellness and halotherapy is a 100% natural treatment that is safe for kids and adults. And what salt therapy is, is it recreates the microclimate of natural salt caves that exist in Eastern Europe. And just sitting in the room and breathing in the air is the treatment. And what natural salt caves do is by sitting in that environment, it helps to detoxify your respiratory system and it helps to pH balance your skin. So there's so many benefits of salt therapy and it's relatively new in the US. I'd say in the last 10 years or so, I had never heard of it until I discovered it. And once I found it and experienced it, I was blown away by the benefits. It can help you boost your immunity from a cold, alleviate allergies, asthma, help with sinus infections. So it can help regulate your sleep. It helps to reduce stress and anxiety. It's great for, especially like even, I mean, teenagers and adults alike can get acne. It's great to help your skin you have eczema, psoriasis. I mean, there's such a laundry list of benefits. I was like, wow, this is amazing. All you have to do, you don't have to change your clothes. You come dressed as you are. We say wear socks because the whole floor is all Himalayan salt. So it's really nice and grounding on your feet. And one session is equivalent to being at the beach for three days. So you feel it's like your own staycation, 45 minutes. You feel relaxed, invigorated, calm. You almost don't really know what happened to you. And if you are sick, you feel a lightness come over you and you can breathe again like you haven't before. And if you are just a typical healthy person, it's great just for, you know, self-care maintenance, you know, just from environmental factors. If you travel a lot on an airplane, it's great to come before and after a flight. Just living in New York City and walking the streets, there's air pollution. So it's great to just clear out any bacteria and pollutants that you might be breathing in, you know, from the car exhaust. So what we want to do is we created a space that we wanted to feel like your house. It is like the ultimate in self-care. It's a space to really connect back with yourself. And, you know, time is so crucial to everybody these days. We don't have time for anything. We're always so busy. The word too busy. I want to like edit from everyone's language. And so what we did is we tried to find a way, okay, we're all so busy. How do we incorporate self-care in little moments for ourselves every day? And so we call it efficient wellness at Salt House. So you can come in and there's a few different types of experiences you can have. You can steal a little bit of alone time if that's what you need that day. And you can take a power nap. You can read a real book, journal. Another time, if you, you know, want to be more social, you can you know, set up a meeting with a colleague and host a meeting in the space. It's really great for mental clarity and brainstorm sessions. Or if you want to catch up with your girlfriends, especially now that summertime is over and everyone's going to be back to school, skip the coffee shop, catch up with a girlfriend during a Halo session. So you're getting a two for one. And then another thing is we also are having different classes and events. So we sort of want to be people's gateway to wellness and come at it from a really approachable standpoint where it doesn't feel intimidating that if you're not into wellness, this isn't for you. Like you're literally coming dressed and sitting in a room and breathing. Like everybody could do that. And we want wellness to feel really fun and playful. So for children, you come with your kids. And if you're 10 and younger, your guardian is free. 
and the floor because it's all salt that's similar to sand. They can play with sand toys like it's a day at the beach. And they are just having a good time and don't even realize that they're boosting their immunity. You know, the germs in school, everyone gets like a million colds all the time. And it's a fun way to, you know, set up a play date or just really have a nice bonding moment with your family that you're all benefiting benefiting from the benefits of salt therapy. You know, every weekend I go with my family and we take 45 minutes to, you know, my husband will like read the New York Times and I'll sit there and bring a book and my kids sit there playing with the toys. We sort of all don't even talk to each other while we're in there, but we're all like feeling connected and enjoying the time spent together. And you just leave, you know, a happier person. And we've seen it time and time again. It's been amazing to watch. You know, we will be open a year next month you know, people come in with their shoulders up and they're really tense, you know, just walking on the streets and taking the subway, whatever it may be, you know, you're like fighting through the streets for your space. And by the time they leave after a session, you know, they're much softer. We say the salt softens you. They like release their stress like into the floor and their energy is cleared and you see it and you definitely feel it. So that's kind of a a long-winded answer is the what is salt therapy as my children have just gotten home and are trying to interrupt. No, it's beautiful. (laughs) I love when the kids come into the conversation. They're so cute. I can see her on the, on the finger with a child and we have like a dog. We've got a lot going on back in the background. (laughs) Well, I think it's important to have children understand what grownups are up to, you know, be it work, be it, personal interest but especially like you were saying wellness it's important right now to include our children in all these self-care routines and all these habits that we have because for example for me I saw my mother uh, care for herself when I was growing up but she never included me I saw her she would take classes in some things or she would do all these weird treatments I remember once she was into which I now know it was cryotherapy, but they used to do them with wraps. Yeah. So she would come pick us up from school and she would be shivering. And we're like, like, mom, why are you so cold? It's like, oh, I did my cold wraps. And now, like, she was already into all this stuff when I was growing up. But I didn't know why. Or, you know, I I actually, I had an assumption that she was always trying to lose weight. Right, so, so that was like a diet. Yeah, I thought everything she did was like a diet thing. It was like a hair thing or a diet thing. Yes. <laughs> it was like massages and wraps and workouts and all this stuff. But I wish she would have, you know, like, for example, I, I used to see her putting moisturizer on every single day. She took very good care of her skin. But she never explained to me, you should put cream on your face because... X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Or you should drink water because of this. You know, I, I, I like to believe that we lead by example, which is a hundred percent correct, but we should put a little bit of information in there so they know why we're doing something. So the fact that you're having whole families come in because you're absolutely right. Wellness is a very grown up activity as it is. So the fact that you're including the children and salt is so medicinal I was just having a conversation with a woman I'm working with and she was very proud to say that she's cut down all the salt out of her life and I'm like actually no actually you need some salt (laughs) you need some salt. you need good quality salt 
but you need the body needs salt. Yeah. Like it's a mineral that we need. It's an electrolyte. It helps with bodily functions and, you know, hydration, cleansing, everything you're saying. But I'm so curious to know, how did you discover it? What was, what was your aha moment? So for me, I, I think I, why I'm so passionate about like introducing children to wellness and why I fell in love with halotherapy is that I had an autoimmune. I had Crohn's as a child at 15. And for some reason, I still don't know why, but my mom and I just, I had surgery and then the protocol was to be on these steroids. And that was just the protocol. You're on steroids for the rest of your life. And that's really it. And we kind of didn't want to take that as the answer. We said, there has to be another way. Like there's a reason that my body broke down. Let's get to the root cause. And we were introduced to the Macrobiotic Institute at the time. And this is going back in 1995. I had no idea. There was no internet to like research what's macrobiotics. We went, it was in the Berkshires for a week and it was life-changing. I learned about Eastern medicine practices, self-care practices, body treatments, how food is medicine and having a balanced plate and the energy that food has. And when you get connected to that, you really can feel that energy, you know, whenever you're eating certain vegetables and if they're cut in a certain way, it can give off different energies for different seasons and eating within season. So that sort of started my wellness journey at a young age. And then, you know, throughout my teens and in college, I was more just a pescatarian, always healthy. And then once I had kids, it kind of all came back to me of, you know, the importance of eating organic, which I always did, but like putting those lessons, like you're saying, lead from example onto, you know, your children. I made my own kids food. I feel like it's now kind of coming back to that. But at the time, like nobody made their own food. I was only one of my friends, very few of my friends breastfed, everyone else pumped. So I breastfed and I was making food and it was definitely a departure from the norm within my circle at the time. And I saw how once they went to school, like the food quality and the snacks, I mean, it was just a lot of garbage. And it was kind of like connecting the dots of like, wow, you're really introduced to all these things at such a young age. And there's such an opportunity to show children that there is another way or just to be mindful of what you're eating. Like, okay, like how much sugar or sweets did I have in a day? Or how much real food versus things in a bag. Like everyone was just living off of these pouches of food. And it's a lot of fake stuff when there's preservatives in there. And so I was always, you know, doing a lot of self-care practices for myself, acupuncture every month or even bi-weekly to try to get pregnant. And I was really just kind of, so you know, out there looking at different things in the wellness space because I really wanted to get into it from a career standpoint. My background is in fashion and jewelry and I think we can, it's funny, there's so many ex-fashion people now in wellness. There's definitely something there. At first, I thought I wanted to get more into creating healthy kids snacks. And I tried doing that, but it was way too difficult. And my friends had told me about these salt rooms in Florida, which is where I'm from. And I was amazed that I never heard of it. I was mm-hmm. very intrigued. And one time I was going down there and my husband had a cough, one of those winter coughs that wouldn't go away for two months, three months, keeping me up at night. And so I said, let's go and check this out. So we went to a salt room in Florida. And after one session, my husband's cough had cleared. Wow. And he's not very into wellness, really. But he was like, oh, this is interesting. (laughs) And it was one of those things. It was kind of a lightful moment 
that sort of, it just didn't leave me of like, this is so interesting. And what a missed opportunity. The experience wasn't special. It just had a horrible vibe. I never really would want to go. So I said, this is something, and they make playrooms for kids that kids can come to. And it could be an opening conversation piece for people to start to discuss wellness with their children of why am I doing this, you know, and have it be, you know, immersed into their lifestyle and to make wellness, you know, fun and playful. And for me, you know, I always lived this holistic lifestyle and it wasn't like it was this like death sentence and a pain for me. It just was like, it just was my life. And I didn't think of it as anything different. And I think if people came with a different attitude towards wellness, like if you do little things for yourself every day, it could be tiny, two minutes, but then you look back over time and you see how far you've come. And then from there, you can keep adding more and more. And you're constantly like growing and evolving the way our body is and adapting Mm -hmm. to what our body's needs are is We need different things at different points of time in our life. And it's hard to learn that when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, it's harder to change. I was saying, so when I first discovered health, it was this thing, it just didn't go away from me. And then finally, my husband's like, well, why don't you just create a business model? See, this is a real business. And that's kind of how it happened. It was sort of random. Like I was open to exploring what was out there. And when I found that it was one of those things that was haunting me, not going away, that I had to then do something. And then once I started to see that it could be a real business, this is Cammy. The ideas really sort of just poured out of me. It was, it was a yeah. really cathartic, bizarre experience of, I had the visuals, like it all just came out of nowhere. It's like inspira- and, the inspiration fountain. Yeah, it, it was I mean, I don't talk about it so much because it sounds really weird, but it just, I would just keep notes in my phone of just like things that would come to me, you know? (laughs) It was like the ideas were just pouring out of me of, you know, realizing that there was nothing like this out there. And I would love to take my kids to a place, you know, to start to show them like, this is something you can do for yourself. And it's nice that you can come with a friend. You can come with your family. You can come by yourself. You know, we have a lot of teenagers who come who have allergies and they just have like a little alone time. It's so nice, especially when you're trying to find ways to have your kids disconnect from technology today, that mm-hmm. you can come into Salt House and take those 45 minutes and give your brain a break. And I mean, it just that alone is so powerful. And then you have salt benefits on top of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find no, it life-changing. It's incredible that you say that. Like, there's so many things I want to touch upon from all the great things you've said, but you know, something that really struck a chord with me was that you discovering this passion for this very specific form of self care that you didn't know about that you discovered, and you know, it, it goes back to that theory of follow what charms you, and we have so many parallels as well coming from the fashion industry where it's a place where I feel like you walk into it feeling very creative and you have a lot of ideas but then you start working for big corporations with big groups of people and everybody has an opinion and maybe creativity falls to the back burner sometimes and if you're a creative being there's always this this desire to be creative and it's almost like I I have this visual of you like if you strike a pipe with like a little pick and just the water came out because it was like all of this creativity that maybe was pent up yeah it was really powerful 
I mean, and I was getting outside, if I'm going to get really out there, I was getting a lot of signs like that this was what I was supposed to do. And I kind of just, I think you were talking maybe yesterday, I'm leaning in, like I just leaned into it and I was like, all right, I'm going to see like what comes of this. And it was nice, like in my one year, you know, getting everything organized and the plans and everything, you know, testing out salt therapy with friends and their families. Like we would have play dates in the salt rooms and like getting feedback from people. And like, nobody had heard of it. I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's such an amazing way to just take care of yourself and let it be, you know, easily interwoven into your daily life because you can either do it by yourself. You can bring a friend, you can do it with your family, you can host a meeting. Well, the great thing about that is, and I remember when we met for a coffee, we were brainstorming on ideas because there's a lot of women now that are looking for ways to bond and have create community and, and or simply hang out that don't involve alcohol. Right. Yes. One, of, one of the thoughts was they could just come into Salt House and do something else, which is something that I've, I've dedicated now every week. I have an hour where I meet somebody new, meaning somebody I met through Instagram or a friend of a friend or somebody that we met in passing and something clicked. And I don't drink. So we end up either exercising together or we have a coffee or we go check something out. And it's, a, you're shifting the time of day, which is great. B, you're shifting the the tool, which is the alcohol, but you're honoring the ritual of meeting and creating community. I still, yeah. I have to, admit, I still have yet to come to Salt House, but I'm coming <laughs> soon. I think summer is just chaotic, so when they're back in school, I'll, I'll be there in two weeks. But it's such a beautiful idea because. I feel people are hungry for that, especially women. We love to create community and it's always been around. Let's have a drink, you know, and like so many other options that are not alcohol based. Totally. I think there was a big part of that, like in creating the space, you know, seeing how we're the most connected society that we've ever been in. Right. We have so many forms of like access and digital stuff, but yet, people are suffering from stress and anxiety, the highest rates ever. And it's really become an epidemic in society today. And there's really no space to go to sort of nourish yourself. I would say like back in the day, you go to like a bookstore and like find that little quiet time for yourself to just like read a magazine and have a coffee. But now those are, you know, less and less. And then, you know, kind of coffee shops were newer on the scene 20 something years ago. And those provided like a nice safe space to come and like read or catch up with a friend. But I find the music, unless I'm getting old, like the music is so loud. They're like a club (laughs) these days. I mean, I'm not going to name places, but I can't even think there's no way to have a conversation in those spaces. So where do you go? Like there's nowhere. It it like defeats the whole purpose. You're absolutely right. It's like stepping into a club. And (laughs) one thing I love about Europeans and the cafe culture in Europe. Yes. It's like no music. You're there in silence and you hear the background sounds of the clinking. (laughs) But you either have to be, you want to read a book or you want to pay attention to the person in front of you or people watch. But I feel like we're so bombarded that, you know, having that little haven, having that little sacred space to come and decompress is such a beautiful thing. But I actually want to go back 
and get into the weird stuff. So what were some of the signs and all the things happening? Because I feel women, we've been so suppressed to speak about these things, especially by guys. It's like, no, that, that'll be weird. No, don't sit like my yeah, husband. I mean, this is weird. It's, I, I guess it really just comes to, and maybe it's not nice to say it's weird, but it is a little out there about just, you know, when you're fully open, there's so much that you can see when you actually are more connected to yourself and you're more present and what's going on. So for me, my lucky number is 17. And it really, I mean, for two, three months, I would look at the clock. What time is it? One seventeen. Okay. Uh-huh. What time? Nine seventeen. It was 17 everywhere. I would see 17s all over the place. So that was like one thing it would be, and then connecting. Okay. When you saw the number, what were you thinking about? Or what were you talking about? And it's sort of like connecting those dots. Cause at that time it was like, do I go after the salt business? I mean, salt like, business. it seems really bizarre, you know, like, <laughs> is this what I'm going to do? And, yeah. you know, I kept seeing the 17 and it was like, all right, I guess like, this is maybe what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going to like go into it. So I had started working on the concept by myself. And then I actually met my business partner as a fellow mother at my school. And literally during baseball practice, I was telling her what I was working on. And I was at the point of getting ready to look at some retail spaces. And that's kind of her background was production. And she just finished a project and she's like, oh, like this is totally in my wheelhouse. Like I'm happy to help you. And that's where I started the conversation with her. Little did I know five months later I went to her house and what is her house number? No way. 17. <laughs> 17. So I call her, you're my 17. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of things like that. Like yes. that to me, that is crazy stuff. Like that's just bizarre to me. I mean, yeah. I've never had that experience before. It's great. It's great. And I, it, it's again, so many of us have these moments, but we don't talk about them for fear of being quote unquote, weird. But that's actually, these are the things we should be talking about. It doesn't matter how modern you are or how granola you are. We all, women, we, we have this witchiness inside of us. So I, I'm, I'm totally on board with you because when I was exiting my fashion life, which wasn't a, I wasn't, I didn't like decide, I'm not going to do fashion anymore. I was, I was considering it. And then signals started appearing for me to do something that I didn't even know you could be a wellness coach and that you could help people by sharing information and get them through obstacles in their life and get very specific or very broad. But all these signals started appearing and my number is 13 to the point that years ago I was having a little slump. I was not feeling that great. And I decided to tattoo it on myself. So I have it on my wrist because I decided I'm going to look at it every time, you know, like, creating the magic for myself but you know women we when I feel like that's how it happens for us because we start out as a child we're free there's no fear I'm sure you were like a sparkly kid like there was something about you it's in your eyes and then as we grow things happen but that's still in there the same way that your mom taking you to the center and you discovering this, even though the Polaroid and the actual memories of it dissipated when you became a mom, it all got reawakened because you were still doing it, but it wasn't on the top of your consciousness, but you're consciously doing it. And then something awakens. And then 
you're thinking of shifting career and then something awakens because we unfortunately sometimes have to press these things down and do what we got to do until the day we remember. It's like, Oh yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, just from like a society perspective, like I love my parents and my dad, but he's more into like, you're a mom and you have kids. Like, why do you want to do this? You don't need to do this. And there was a big part of me always is I just like need to create, you know, when I was a buyer, I left to like create my jewelry business. Cause I just, I guess at the end of the day, I just like to help people. So for, you know, for jewelry, I was helping people save money for engagement rings and wedding bands and special occasion gifts. Like because that was my background and I had connections in that to like give people discounts and not charge retail pricing. So that was like helping. But then that kind of just went away with the way like social media was taking over mm-hmm. and selling like that, which was not my kind of thing. <laughs> And for me, I mean, with Salt House, I mean, I feel so blessed that at 15, I learned the power of like self-care practices and the power of food. I mean, it, I never was on medicine again. I forgot to mention that part. I was at the Institute for three days and I went off my medicine and I never touched medicine again. And then I never had a colonoscopy until just about three years ago. So it'd been 20 something years. And the doctor's like, you don't have Crohn's. Like I always say, I had Crohn's. Yeah. And I mean, there were countless doctor visits of my poor mom, like leaving crying and they were so mean to us and making us feel bad. Mm. But I guess at the end of the day, it's just following your intuition and knowing, at least giving it a try. I think there's a place for medicine, of course, but at least try something natural first to see, can it help you before you're going to those stronger alternatives? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, a, it's that basic idea of, food as medicine, healing practices as medicine, self-practice and self-love as medicine, because by the time you go to the doctor, they're going to relieve the symptoms. It's almost like comparing a soft approach to a harsh approach after the, like, yeah, you go to the doctor in my mind when there's no other alternative alternative or when you have like a terminal illness and you, you need surgery and you need medication. But for all, you know, there's, there's such a huge awareness now regarding autoimmune issues. Yes, because it's all coming out now. There. I mean, it's yeah. 25 years later. It's like if I waited 25 years to have yeah. these books out now, yeah. I would have been on medicine for all this time. And, yeah. you know, people forget like medicine has repercussions too. Like it's yeah. not foolproof. And I think I'm so passionate about just starting that conversation with, you know, the younger generation and helping even just teenagers with their acne. Like if they can just come and sit in the salt room with their friends and it's going to clear up their skin so they'll feel better about themselves. Like, that's amazing. We're all coming, Amber. I'm in that salt room. I can't wait. And then I'm going to bring my kids too, because I mentioned my son sometimes gets a little eczema flare up and he's really blocked in his nose so we're all we're all going to come camping out there but I would love to know what other practices you have that you do on your own or you do with your children that keep you grounded yeah so I feel like I definitely do a lot because I'm very, <laughs> I love to do it maybe I do too many things I believe in you know taking small moments for yourself each day and for me it all 
starts with breath work. I'm actually certified for breath teaching breath work. I discovered it about a couple of years ago when I was having a hard time winding down at night and I was already disconnecting from technology from eight o'clock on. And it still would take me like three hours to be able to fall asleep. And finally I was like, this is absurd. There's got to be another way. And I discovered breath work and studied under Dr. Belisa Ranish, who taught me diaphragm, you know, connecting to your diaphragm through breath. And just doing that, I try to do it for five minutes in the morning at night of just slowing down your breath, making sure you're doing real belly breath. It's really great for, you know, relieving any stress and anxiety. It is a form of meditation. Sometimes I'm off put by the word meditation. I don't know why, but it is a meditation. I think it's like an easy way to tap into that zone for yourself. So that's a definite for me every day. I also have been getting, I've gotten the last couple of years very into the Ayurvedic practice of oil pulling. I do that in the morning for about five minutes at least while I make the kids food. I'm all about, see, I'm all about efficiency. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the kids breakfast. I don't talk and they know, oh, mommy, you're doing coconut. It's like, it's all about the multitasking for the moms, right? <laughs> and they see that I'm doing that. And like, that's good because even like the tongue scraping. I mean, my daughter loves to do the tongue scraping and she had, I bought her own. And I love that. Like, even if they don't do it fully right, like just getting those yeah. little bits in. And I think a great practice, like with the family that we do a lot is essential oils, especially with school. We always have like roller balls on guard, put on mm-hmm. the bottom of their feet to help protect their immunity. If they're getting a chest cold instead of Vicks, I rub, breathe on their chest and down their back. If they have a bellyache, digest then we put on their stomach. So that one, and they like will ask for it too. Like my stomach hurts, can I have the oil? Or- way, these are all doTERRA oils, right? Yes, for those them. listening, which are the best. We love the doTERRA oil. We love the doTERRA. <laughs> and we diffuse them at night too. So like in the, we use them a lot in the winter time. Me too. You know, depending on I what's mean, going on. That on guard is like, it smells like wellness. It smells yes. like, it's like, like it's your own spa at home, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great because essential oils for me, at least, and for my family have been such an instrumental, how do you say tool? I, I know I say the word tool a lot, but that's how I think of wellness is a toolkit. It's not yes. like a fancy thing. It's like, I imagine having, did you ever have a caboodle? Yes. I don't know that everybody listening remembers Kabuto, but I had a Kabuto and it's like I have my little Kabuto, but instead of makeup, there's like meditation, breathe, let me breathe, let yes, me make a smoothie, let me get my essential oil. And you kind of build and customize. And I love what you're saying because it's also not one size fits all. And maybe the practices you have going on currently shift and morph. Which is like, it's about evolving and it's about shifting. I actually was talking about that today a lot on the Instagram because when my schedule gets thrown off, I used to be the person that will be like, drop everything because I can't do it at the time, at the place, how I want. And I've learned now being an entrepreneur and a full-time mom and having a partner and having self-care time that you have got to shift and flow and flux and you can't just like get stuck in a routine. Yeah. I think I used to be just like you. Maybe it's yes. like our 
fashion background or something. I'm so, but I am like crazy with my schedule, but I'm definitely become more flexible. I guess it was also after having a second kid of just like, just things go a little haywire that as long as I could get it in at some point, it doesn't have to be at the exact time day that I'm like accustomed to doing it, but just kind of like having that fluid fluidity within the schedule to make it all work and not drive myself crazy that it didn't happen when I originally wanted it to happen. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. And I want to thank you for speaking with us today. I'm sure everybody that hears this is going to want to come over. Maybe we should do like a group. Yes, we could do a podcast listening group. We could do our (laughs) podcast from the cell room. We've actually recorded podcasts from the cell room. Oh my God. Yes. That must be super chill. It's really nice. Super zen. It's very zen. So tell us, tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can book a session and all that stuff. Yes. So please follow us on Instagram at salthouseny, S-A-L-T-H-A-U-S-N-Y. And you can go to our website, salthouseny.com and sign up for our newsletter and you will get a free Halo session on the house. Yeah, I love that. So thank you so much, Amber. Thank you. So fun talking to you. Yeah, we have to meet in person again. Yeah, um, September, here we come. <laughs> I have this visual of like jumping and like clapping my feet as you drop the kids off at school. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's going to do like a party dance. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, please visit my website, paolaatlason.live. And you can also find us on Instagram at paola.atlason. Sending you so much love and thank you.